You're listening to the Mobcast Network. It's Mando Monday. Mando. I was waiting for him to sing the new song. I know. Well, <laughs> you, nobody said anything about the two scripts I sent for the lyrics. They didn't say they were good. They didn't I say did. We I, I thought we thumbs up it, right? No. Didn't we thumbs up no, it? No, I got, I got cold stared. Like, how dare you? No, I would never do that to you. <laughs> I love you too much. <laughs> I wrote lyrics to both. It's just another Mando Monday and... Mando Monday. All right, so let's let's okay, let's try this again. Oh, I got I gotta go find it now. No, it's a week ago. So you're not even prepared. But I didn't know what we were doing because I didn't think I needed it. You know what? Questions. I Questions an, are important. I'm an actor. My ego is fragile. You didn't give me positive reinforcement, so therefore I didn't know I needed it. What if I like candy? That's in so here? actor of you. <laughs> I'm going to have candies in here when he does a good job. Just quietly give him candies as positive reinforcement. Give me a frog eggs. I'll be good. He'll be like he'll be like Homer Simpson. Ooh, a donut. Ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, Ooh. piece of candy. Ooh, piece yeah. of candy. All right. So just back to. Oh God, nope. That was the freshman conversation. <laughs> that was funny. Our audience is like, what? I know. <laughs> we talk a lot, we guys. Do. We talk a lot. <laughs> Did everyone have a good Scotty, meeting? is that two cups of foo sauce sitting on your uh, desk <laughs> yes, right there? Yes. It is a <laughs> it is a foo sauce and a honey mustard. Oh, delightful. Did you have some food? I did. Yeah, and you can't you can't F with the food. Can't so, fake the food, can't fuck the food. Right, so I'm gonna take those home with me and I eat, use them in other things. Oh, that's right. This was like two weeks ago because I missed last week. Technically, we all missed last week. Well, we won't talk about it. I'm just going to say, um, um, the there was a virgins in the force. <laughs> Screwed that all up. All right, here they are. Which one do you want? You want it's just another Mando Monday or Mando Mando Monday? Dealer's choice. Hold on, one. Ready? <laughs> one, two. It's Mando Monday. Mando Mando, Mando Monday. Monday. It's the best day. <laughs> da 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 da. Friday morning. It was all I hoped it would be. Oh. On Friday morning, Mando shows up on Disney. <laughs> then Monday evening, you could still talk here with me. <laughs> <laughs> that is the greatest thing ever. I mean, truly, um, I, I am, I am, I, I'm in heaven. I'm in heaven. I love it. I love it so much. Uh, Let's save the another the next one for next week. Definitely, we will do definitely <laughs> okay. for next week. See, that's great. Uh, I'm your Native American pop culture spirit guide, Scotty, and I'm joined by our master songwriter and Jedi master, <laughs> Weird Al Jedi JD. <laughs> Um, and uh, we're also joined remotely by the man who puts men into Mendo's. The Freshmaker. The Hoss. I'm the Freshmaker. <laughs> Go out. How's it going? So is your theme, theme song Big Me? What was that? Is your theme song Big Me? 
If you're the fresh maker. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, well yeah, of Foo, course. Foo Fighters joke. I don't know that song. Um, really? That's why Mentos was big, like in the '90s. That was not. Was that the name of that song? Yeah, Big Me. You know, talk about it. Get That's the name of that. I didn't yeah, know that. Me, yeah. Like I knew the song lyrics and yeah. the, the theme. Yeah. Theme. The, the tune. The, uh, Foo, fun fact: Foo Fighters would uh, not play that live for very uh, after like a long period of time because people would throw Mentos on stage. And say so they were getting belted by Mentos, so they like had a ten year hiatus on it. They, let everyone forget about it, and they started playing their shows again. They should have just angled Diet Coke cups towards the thing, <laughs> let them hit. <laughs> <laughs> Homemade pyrotechnics. That's like a war show. Yeah, we just you don't have to pay money for pyrotechnics then, just two liter of Coke. Yeah, I'm I'm down with it. Um, All right, let me see these red sashes. Hold on. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I might not talk a lot. The uh, Scotty's put this episode of. The Mandalorian. So the, on, and the office I'm just got, enamored by uh, Soka. So. The, the office got an upgrade. We got a TV in the office, so I was like, I'll just put the episode in the background. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's my girl, <laughs> and it's my girl done well by my other girl. I look, it's uh, never mind. I'm not gonna say it. Uh, <laughs> not Ming Na. My not Ming Na. God, that's so mad, bad to say, but she looks like Ming Na. Even my wife was like, "Is that Ming Na?" I was like, "Surely not." She's still over there with the uh, in the cargo hold. <laughs> you think so? I think so. You think so? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so, so, can we just jump into uh, uh, your emotional response to this episode? Um, who's? I don't care. Okay. <laughs> so let, let's let's do this part first, just the real quick stuff. So the first episode, uh, this is uh, Mandalor- Mandalorian chapter thirteen, the Jedi, written and directed by our boy Dave Filoni. Uh, has Pedro Pascal's Mandalorian, Michael Bean as Lang, Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka Tano, and uh, Diana Lee Asanto as uh, Morgan Elsbeth. There's some other people here, but they're very, very tiny parts. Real, so, yeah, sure. Sorry, real quick. No. I have discovered how I need to, if I, you know, I wanted to, as a child, break into Hollywood, be an actor. I know how to do it. I just have to change my last name to some form of Bean, and then I can die in anything, whether it's Michael Bean or Sean Bean. I can just go die. But like, you need somebody to die? I'm your guy. JD Bean. Bean. JD Bean. JD Bean. Boom. That's a damn fine name. So, 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 Drew, if we if we make stuff together, I hope we do. If we have a part that you know where he dies, can we just change his name in the credits to JD Bean? So on his, I, on his IMDb, it'll be JD Vertes, but also on this episode as as JD Bean, yeah, credited as JD Bean. Credited as JD but we got to spell it weird because right. I can't be Bean or Bean. Right, we'll figure it out. Sean Bowen, <laughs> Scene Bean. Sorry. Make so, um, my emotional response. What time did you watch this episode? Uh, I saw the. So I woke up at 4.30 to go to the gym, so I saw the first – I I had to take a crap, so I turned it off <laughs> before I went to the gym. I was like, I'll just watch the pre-credits. I'm going to have and a of emotional response on the toilet. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I <laughs> Probably a good thing I yeah, didn't it, watch it, this then because my emotional response would have not been appropriate for the toilet. <laughs> Either way. <laughs> I mean, what you doing? But I was like, "Holy crap! They're giving us, they're giving us Ahsoka at the very like. There's no, there is no. She is the cold lead. Like she's taking us in. Yeah. So I was like, "Oh man, I've got to go to the gym, and that, then I'll come home and watch it." And so it's just like it, it was a whole fiasco. So I only had the cold open in my brain the entire time I'm at the gym, and I'm just like, "I got to get done. I got to get done. I got to get done." Anyway, I 
that's the initial response so to it. For you, for you, when did you watch it? Uh, I want to say about six thirty, six forty-five is when because Danny and I were going to watch it together. Right. Um, I got up at five thirty, made the coffee. She got up about six. We woke up uh-huh. and then went and watched it together. Gotcha. So, all right. So I am a I'm a goddamn child. <laughs> I was going to be smart about this and go to bed early so I could I was I was damn determined to watch this at two a.m. I was going to watch it first. <laughs> And I tried. Oh my God, I tried. And I laid down and could not fall asleep. So I got up and piddled around. And then suddenly it was midnight. I was like, okay, I'll get two hours of sleep. I'll get up and watch and then go back to bed. And then that didn't happen either. So I stayed up to two o'clock, like 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 a child waiting for Santa. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it's Christmas Day. All for Ahsoka. And I like, I like Ahsoka. Uh-huh. I do. I'm not like. Ahsoka, like you two are, right? Right. I'm like more Hera. Hera, yeah, you're I would, absolutely Hera. But I, this was such a big, and it wouldn't leave my brain long enough for me. I was like, I wonder how she's gonna do, and blah blah. Uh, I hope it's. I wonder what it's gonna be. And then the cold open is Michael Bean, and I'm like, holy shit, it's Michael Bean. <laughs> and then suddenly two lightsabers, and it's like, holy shit, it's Ahsoka. I mean, my. my I, I couldn't handle the first five minutes. <laughs> it's two o'clock in the morning. I'm hyped up on caffeine, just bouncing on. And, oh, it was, oh, it was amazing. Well, all I know is with your explanation, your emotional response got a song stuck in my head. So I hope you're proud. Uh, what's going on? Well, yes. What's up? <laughs> and I pray. And I oh try. Oh, oh my God, did I try? Our episodes are very musical. <laughs> I, as as I was saying it, it hit my brain, and I saw you, and I knew exactly what was going on. <laughs> Hundred percent new. I just exactly. was waiting for somebody to sing it. So, well, on and this then show. I wake in the morning at two a.m. <laughs> so I can watch Ahsoka in, in my head, and I, I'm feeling uh, a little peculiar because she's hot. I was. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was. Yeah. So I, I, uh, so then I came home and watched the rest of it, and so I watched the beginning on my phone. And I got to be honest with you, I, I was like, is that Michael Bean? Because I also thought he kind of looked like. Uh, Scotty, uh, Peter Weller. I kind of like Peter Weller. In, in the first, and I was like, oh look, it's Peter Weller. In the opening shots, yeah. he did, and then uh, I, I think when the the when she shows when Ahsoka shows up mm-hmm. to confront them both, and I'm like, oh, that's there. Was, there was a point where he turns his head and says something right. that I was like, oh my god, yeah. oh my god, Danny, Danny. She's like, is that Michael Bean? I was like, that's Michael Bean. Kyle Reese up in here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that that's the best. Like to me, it's so. I got super excited once I was like, okay, we got Ahsoka and Michael Bean in the same episode. Like, this is what I've been waiting for. And like, like, truly. Right. What I've been and you're for. like, it can't get better than this. It it can't, right? And you're, they finally goes, wait, no, hold my beer. <laughs> hold up. <laughs> so, Michael Bean, I had this discussion with a buddy of mine yesterday. So, he is a, he is a, he is a, he is an illustrious list of street care. Ed. Been killed by Terminator. Yep. Alien. Nope. He wasn't killed by an alien. It was not. What was he killed by in that movie? Uh, he he survived that movie. No, no. In Alien Three, no. In Alien Three, he's dead because his, yeah. his chamber break. Right. No, but no, no, not from an alien. Not from his an alien. Chamber break. Yeah. So yeah. wasn't and it from the one that she had in her that also got also free? also technically Michael Meade's not in that film. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but Doc Holliday. Yes, yeah, so he was killed yeah, by Doc. No. Uh, now the oh, Mandalorian. Killed yeah, killed yeah. by the Mandalorian. Yeah. And then I had put, don't forget Wesley Snipes in that. Art of not, War? Yep. 
Um, <laughs> Billy said the crushing weight of the ocean itself. <laughs> the ocean killed him in the abyss. Uh, I said the failure of Navy SEALs. Right. <laughs> and uh, then uh, I had to correct my buddy. He's like, Sean Connery in The Rock? I was like, no, nope, that was Ed Harris. Yeah, Ed well, Harris Ed Harris is order. Right. Yeah, he dies in The Rock, too. So we were just trying to think of anything else he died in. And so, he's lovely. He's, I've, I've met him a couple of times, and he's lovely. I just remember seeing Art of War, and he had, it had been a minute since he had done something before Art of War, and right. he'd gotten super skinny. Like, I was worried he was sick. Right. Had that earring? He was so skinny in that movie. <laughs> Because yeah, we're yeah. used to him being the army guy, right? Like uh, Reese and 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 what's his name in Alien Hicks. and Hicks and like Hicks. Yeah, he was all these great military guys, and then he was like, I mean, he, he looked like man emaciated. Oh, I loved him in Navy Seals. That was one of my jams as a kid. Mm, Navy Seals. Like, Navy <laughs> Seals. All I can think of. Yep. Um, Clark, uh, for your God, are you there? Your God can't help you now. How many times? Yeah, but that was. Qual- I mean, his appearance was quality, and and it, and it and it. Um, there's there's so many little nuances. I don't know if you picked up on it. I'm a big fan. I'm a huge fan of Tombstone. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh yeah. And so, to see him wearing red, and so like that that final sequence when he's blasted. I don't know if you guys picked up on it, but he's got like there's like a little red sash, just kind of his undershirt, but the way it's laying is like oh, his red sash. All, all the bad guys are wearing some sort of red sash or cloak at the at the, their waist. I went back and looked at it, yeah. and so they're all cowboys. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Don't go around it's here. so good. <laughs> dog, dog go uh, um, have you seen the Have you seen the image going around that shows the comparison between I forget which Kurosawa film it is and this one, and it's side by side. Have you I've, seen that? Not yet. Uh-uh. Real quick, I'm biting. Yeah, my, it's before, incredible. Before you go to that, I just want to. We're talking about Michael Bean stuff. Um, have you guys seen The Divide? Oh yeah, it's a it's a small film that came out in 2011. He is he he leads it. Okay, he's amazing about yep. it. He's a it's a guy yep. with guy with a bunker, like in a, a apartment complex where he's got built him like a like a uh, atomic bomb bunker yeah. and shit goes down and you know people have to come in and so he becomes like I'm the law of the land and it's fucking crazy. Okay. It's so good. Michael uh, Michael uh, Michael what's this guy's name? Michael Eccles. What is that guy's Eccleston? name? Mike. No 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 no. The ninth doctor. The other. The guy that goes crazy with the mohawk, Scotty. Do you know his name? Michael. Um, I'm uh, Eckland. Eckland is in it, and he is. That's the, like I tried to get him cast in Convergence as a villain. He is so good in that movie; it's insane. Oh, I just, I just want to cast Michael Bean in something. He's got to be cheap, right? <laughs> he goes to cons, so probably. <laughs> I know it's. I bet his con price just went up. Yeah. <laughs> good for you, Michael. Also right. born in Alabama, didn't stay here long, but he was born in was Alabama. He? Yeah, Prattville. Wow. I didn't know that. Yep, nice. he's probably boy, but he didn't stay here very long. Um, we talked a little bit. Of, I like I said he does kind of seen him a couple of shows, and um, we've talked a little bit. And so, we're, you know, we're not like on first name basis yet. One day, hey, <laughs> Mr. Scotty, <laughs> one day, maybe we'll find like send him a paycheck after he works for us, right? Drew? <laughs> That's how that works. <laughs> so, uh, he is amazing. Yeah, I've, I've I, I didn't mean to get us off track. No, go ahead. Our, go, our, no, go. I just I'm want, sorry. I, just, I really just want to mention the divide. I just, you, I really like the movie. Did you forget what show no, this I, I was? I didn't want to get us off track. <laughs> yeah, you? I mean, I know, but but we've been doing pretty good about staying on on mostly track. He has the episode playing right now. I get to look at Ahsoka the whole time. I'm not paying attention. Do your thing. <laughs> Too bad my remote's over there. I can't just re, re, replay it for you. What happened? 
are, are you going to do a bounty puck or anything, Scotty? Uh, I'm not doing a bounty. Sort of I, I'm not doing a bounty puck. Uh, I was going to, and uh, I'll be honest, Iron Bowl. I was watching the Iron Bowl <laughs> and forgot. And but I do have a mission report. How about that? Speaking we'll of, we'll take it. Pretty sure there yeah. was a bounty on Auburn in that game. Ooh. Holy crap! Oh yeah, boy. <laughs> Roll tie. Uh, and a merry roll tie to you. <laughs> Yikes. But anyway. And, very, and also with you. And also with you. Um, are you ready for your mission report? Yes, please. Gather around the campfire, children, and let me tell you a tale. A tale about why you don't leave the walls of Corvus at night, because if you do, Ahsoka Tana is going to fuck your shit up. <laughs> <laughs> the cold open is basically Ahsoka running through the woods doing her best Jason Voorhees as she messes up Corvus guards while Kyle Reese and Bruce Lee's goddaughter watch. <laughs> nice. Uh, uh, Ahsoka makes quick work of the bad guys, walks up to the city, and threatens the city's magistrate. Uh, the magistrate threatens back by informing Ahsoka that she is willing to kill everyone in the town before she gives, what the je- gives up what the Jedi wants. Ahsoka gives her one more day to decide. Buckle up, kids. It's that kind of show. <laughs> Should be called do the right thing. Right. Uh, the Razor Crest arrives in Corvus, and the child is up to four shenanigans this time with his favorite silver ball. And um, once again, Drew's laptop, while I'm thankful that you let me borrow it, fails me again. <laughs> oh. This is, I'm, this is this laptop's like chopper. It just does what it wants. <laughs> <laughs> does it kill things? It is it, totally it, chopper. You know what? That is it, 100% it, true. It, it might. It might do that. All right, so uh, again, the Razor's Christ arrives in Corvus, and the child is up to hit four shenanigans this time with his favorite civil ball, ball and tried to take it off planet. This reminds me of when I was in school, trying to sneak toys to school. My parents would have to check my backpack, and I rarely outsmarted them. The one time I managed to sneak a Luke Skywalker Jedi Knight figure in my shoe, only to have it taken away by my second grade teacher, Mrs. Stewart. I don't think I ever got it back. <laughs> Oof. And now she's retired on that figure alone. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, they arrive at the Corvus Gate, where they're met by Lang, a gun for hire and employee of the Magistrate. After finding that the Mando is in the guild, he lets them in. Mando starts to look for info, but no one's going to talk to him. Before a couple of guardsmen come and find Mando and take him to the Magistrate. So he agrees. Once again, the laptop does not want to cooperate. Uh, looks like the magistrate has a Jedi problem, and he wants the man to hire the Mando to go kill her. She'll pay with a spear made of pure Beskar. So basically, we're playing a game of the Mando went down to Corvus. Granny does your Lothcat bite, no child, no. Rest in praise, Charlie Daniels. Mando doesn't agree to per se. I'm just proud of that one. Give me well, now I have to write it for next week. <laughs> the devil, the Mando went down to Corvus. <laughs> the Mando went down to Corvus. He was looking for a Jedi. <laughs> Yeah. Like, Hold on, I'll start now. <laughs> and this is what kind of show you get with us. Um, uh, Mando doesn't agree to per se, but he does ask her West where to find her. The magistrate obliges and sends him out of the gate to meet Lang, uh, who will tell him where the Jedi is held up. And they'll talk about the child for a minute and say he's a good luck charm. <laughs> Sorry, I opened up my notepad and there's a parody I was doing for Give Me the Beat Boys. <laughs> <laughs> I like we have a resident weird owl. I'm just, I'm just. The Mando and child go searching in the woods until they find the Jedi's trail. He sets the child down right before he is attacked by the Jedi. And after some quick sparring uh, action, Mando calls out her name. Asakatano, Bo-Katan sent me. 
Ahsoka stands down, and especially when she sees Kevin, looks like there's something to talk about. So the child and Ahsoka chat. And by chat, they look at each other trying to have a cute off. Mando paces around. Ahsoka returns with the child and says, So here we go. The child's name is Grogu. He was raised by the Jedi Temple on Coruscant. And right before the fall of the Republic, he was hidden. And so he's missed Star Wars Rebels, Solo, A Star Wars Story, Rogue One, and the Holy Trilogy. Yeah, I can see how that is lonely. I'd be lonely if I didn't get to see all of that. She will test him in the morning to see if he can be trained. Next morning, they test. Trying to move a rock from Grogu, uh, who is stubborn or scared. Uh, he's been hiding his abilities for so long, he's afraid to use them. Even with success with the Mando Daddy, but that's the problem. Ahsoka senses a lot of fear in Grogu, and she's not going to train him because she doesn't want him to see him fall to the dark side. Better to let his powers fade. Mando pleads his case uh, and offers to trade Ahsoka. He will help her with her magistrate problem, and she'll tra train Grogu. She agrees. Leaving the trial to the Razor's Crest, Mando and Ahsoka head to the gate. We find out the magistrate is Morgan Elsbeth. She lost her family during the Clone Wars, and she's turned uh, it into a business by building ships for the new empire. Uh, looks like uh, she's trying to rebuild her business. Mando lists what he's seen. The magistrate has a small army, a gun for hire who's probably an ex-colonial marine, or at least a cowboy. Plus, for those uh, Knights of the Old Republic fans out there, we've got some HK assassin droids. Fun! Uh, Ahsoka is up first. She storms the gate, making quick wick of the work of the guards and slicing the warning bell in half. They're going to have to repair that later. Um, chopper, behave. Um, Lang in the magistrate uh, goes to see what's going on. Ahsoka says she's here. Uh, she's killed the Mando, and she wants information that the man uh, on the magistrate's master. Nope, not going to happen. We have a whole guard get her situation where Lang and his troops chase Ahsoka through the town. She makes quick work of them, changing her mode for, to more of a Jason takes Manhattan. Uh, it's not really a contest. <laughs> I mean, she does right. It's just <laughs> this is this, okay, she slaughters them. This is a horror film for these guys. <laughs> Mando comes uh, in and saves some villagers. He is interrupted by Lang as Ahsoka makes it across the inner gate to face the magistrate on her own. Lang and Mando have a standoff, but they mostly jibber-jabber. We now enter the final scene of Kill Bill Volume 1, where our bride, Ahsoka Tano, meets the magistrate. They duel, Beskar, spear versus two lightsabers. So first up, the, the magistrate holds her own. She's not so bad. She even knocks uh, one of Ahsoka's Shoto blades out of her hand. But in the end, Ahsoka is Ahsoka, and Dave Filoni wrote this episode, so she wins. <laughs> <laughs> Fair, right? <laughs> and then she goes for the information she wants. Where is Grand Admiral Thrawn? Booyah! Lane tries to surrender, but fakes out and, and is outdrawn by Mando. Sorry, Kyle Reese, not going to work. The day is saved. The magistrate is overthrown, and the town is free. Ahsoka gives the Mando the Besker spear, and she goes. Uh, and he goes to get the child. Except Ahsoka meets him at the crest, and well, let's say she's not going to train him. She told him to go find another planet to f uh, to find a Jedi temple and let Grogu decide his path. Uh, he wants to follow either Jedi or whatever. And so the Razor Crest leaves. May the Force be with you. The end. Yay! Well done. Thank you. Thank you. So, how, how are we going to attack this uh, overstuffed episode scenario here? Aside from so, I, let's our, let's hit the highlight. Yeah. Let, let's talk about the important stuff first. Um, uh, I will and I will declare this order. Not only do we get what we knew we were getting, a Sokotano, 
we knew it was coming. We knew it was going to be this episode. We've been talking about it since episode one of this season, right? Mm-hmm. And out of the gate, they gave it this. And on top of that, they gave us other things. Importantly, they gave us the name of the child. Right. And they gave us an origin story of the child. Yeah. Yeah. And which is fascinating. And they they almost gloss over it, but I have n- been thinking about it for days now, for you know, since yesterday at least. And then and we, yeah, go ahead. And then and then we get the name drop of Thrawn, which is crazy. Who saw that coming? And so I've got questions. But go ahead, JD. That's Drew. I mean, sorry, Drew. Sorry, Drew. I'm looking at no, him. No, I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, it's all good. I I, I just what I found fascinating was. Uh, the Ahsoka stuff is great, uh, and we'll touch on these points because I think there's some cool stuff with the Morai, the Lock, Blood Cats, all that stuff. I think that's great, but I think getting um, Goku, I'll never get his name right. Not a big fan. But um, my my only problem whatever. with Grogu is that it's so close to Goku, and I, that's going to be a, a while for me to figure that out. Yeah, I'm going to call him Goku forever, but or just call uh, him Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> yeah. So uh, funny story about that. I'll tell you later. But so. That stuff is fantastic. His origin is fantastic, and that's awesome. But the Thrawn thing, the reason that becomes so important to me and so amazing is because all of a sudden, the Mando, within that one line, they literally expanded the entire universe yet again. And they expanded the Star Wars universe with one line, and that's incredible writing. Sorry, I was I was having my own technical difficulties. Scotty was fixing for me. Yes, I'm oh. stoked. Um, so what was your so if we break it down from that side of things, like obviously the let's go through Scotty's list then uh, to kind of cover on them. So the the first piece was not just Ahsoka, which was going into the kind of the the baby Kevin name Goku Goru Groku Grogu Grogu. Grogu? Grogu. Like I'm going to grow some goo. Yes. Right. Pretend you're playing in Nickelodeon and grow the goo. Got it. Um, what is your take on the Grogu name, JD? I'm okay with it. I'm not enamored with it. Uh, I think it, to me, needed to start with a Y because our only two examples of that species' names were Yoda and Yaddle. Our only one example is Yoda. Um, and Yaddle. Uh, Who? She was in episode one. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Who? <laughs> anyway, um, it just, I mean, obviously we know nothing about the the species, so, you know, we don't know their naming conventions. So. I, I My take is I, I wish they wouldn't have named him. I, I, I don't know why, but I kind of enjoyed the sort of um, enigmatic approach to his species not being known that... I think him having a name, um, I, I love knowing that he has a backstory, and maybe that's justification for why he has to have a name. I just don't know if it's necessary. Um, you can't call him the child the entire show. You just can't. You can't. Yeah, yeah of course. You can't of do course. five seasons of the child or kid or whatever. He's got to have a name. They're either yeah. going to call name him the child, or they're going to give him a name. And so, is it the best name? I don't know. I also think that... No matter what it is, I don't think we'd be happy anyway. I think it's and it's so it always sounds it's it's very alien. It's a little difficult on the tongue to say. Yeah, Grogu. They I mean they had to say it like five or six times for it to stick in my brain. Um, 
do I hate it? No, it could have been worse. Could have been stinky or whatever the hell they had for <laughs> lumpy, or. lumpy or whatever, <laughs> itchy. I mean, they could have had some really dumb names. So I'm okay with it. So I, and so I'm not so uh, upset about it. I, it could be better, but again, I don't think. I mean, they could have called it Scotty, and I still would be like, that's a dumb name. <laughs> I did have some. I did have some good laughs though. Like, I did find it funny whenever whenever Mando would say his name. Uh, Grogu would turn his little head like a dog and be like, "Yes." Well, and I, I, I it just cracked me up. What I think it for him, it's like, "Oh my god, that's my name." I don't think he's heard his name in a very long time. Right. Yeah. And and so here's here's the thing I want to touch on. Um, outside of the name is the origin story, and so the way the origin story is described is that at sometime after, sometimes during the rise of the, after the end of the Clone Wars. Um, he is taken from the temple because he's raised at the temple and he's taken and hidden. I want to believe in my head canon. Anakin is slaughtering people upstairs. Someone realizes stuff is going down and then they run and hide the child while that's all going under Revenge of the Sith. 100% what I saw in my brain too. 100%. So I season three, get Hayden Christian back for a flashback and let's see it. Let's see it. I want to see it so bad. I did see a cool Photoshop of him about to take down the younglings and, and Grogu's just sitting behind a chair like, what? <laughs> Master Skywalker. Again, best acting in episode three, that kid. Anyway. Uh, I, you know, um, there's, that's, that's, I mean, there's something in that. And even when Filoni's writing this, he knows it. He knows what's going to go in our head canon. Already, already sees it. He knows. Manipulated right. Sorry. I've, oh, he's I've, definitely inside of our minds. That's what he does. I've got the first do- verse of the Mando went down to Corvus done. JD's <laughs> <laughs> oh, priorities, <laughs> top of the list. Dude, if it gets in there, I can't do anything until I get part of it out. I, I, I I'm just, I'm, I want to know who, who got him out and how long they survived and who, where was the child before it got up to the uh, Nick to? At the beginning of the first right. episode, there's there's a story here that, while I understood there was a story when I saw the first episode, I didn't have context, so I was like, okay, and forgot about it. And now, since we've got some clues into his background, I'm like, oh, I want to see yeah. point A to point B. Well, how did we get here, and, and you know what's going on? And so, I'm so fascinated. But oh, so okay, so he's fifty, right? At the beginning of episode chapter one, yeah. he's fifty. Um, he's anywhere from fifteen and a half to fifty-one. Who knows our time right. st- time stamp between episode or chapter one and thirteen? Okay, which Mandalorian is five-ish years yeah. after the destruction of the second Death Star, right? Which is how many years after the fall Order sixty-six? Um, I would say between seven years or something, isn't it? Well, it's seven years from the beginning no. of Battle of Yavin to yeah, Red yes. Turn. So if it's so that's sixteen. Then before that, so or 20, eighteen. So so nineteen, twenty six. So okay. twenty six. Because Luke and Leia are nineteen when we meet them. Okay. So at that point, then at Order sixty six, Grogu is twenty four. Yeah, twenty four. So probably maybe not even to this toddler stage. Probably still in diapers. Well, he probably should be in diapers now, but like. Might not even left a crib yet, so he was probably obviously not in the youngling stuff. He's he's one hundred percent reliant on a caretaker, right? 
So yeah, he's probably in a nursery of some. So sort, we for could, sure. you know, not Barisafi, but may, you know, Ludamara Unduli or somebody, you know, uh, well, it wouldn't be Depa because she's helping uh, Caleb. But so it's, any one of those it, masters it, could have grabbed him. It's somebody we probably we've not seen because if the masters that we've seen were generals, right? I don't right. think there's one who's like not. <gasps> a, what if it was the librarian? Jocasta knew. So Jocasta knew it's it's not her because she's there's there's some canon stuff about what happened to Jocasta knew in the comics. Okay. So in the Vader, she gets killed by Vader. Yeah, I think. Vader, yeah. Vader jacks her. Um, so in the Vader comic, um, we find out that uh, the Grand Inquisitor. Uh-huh. The reason why he's the Grand Inquisitor is because all he wanted to do was check out some books from the library, and she wouldn't let him do it, and so it just made him evil, like at the core of it. And so he, so when the shift happens, he's like, "Yeah, I'll kill all the Jedi, whatever." And so he, all he wanted to do was get in the forbidden sections of the Jedi Library. And so, so he had a falling down day. Yeah, like, instead of falling, he's like, he's "I just." Like, <laughs> <laughs> he went totally Michael Douglas on us, and um, so uh, I want to make that little short video. <laughs> and Jocasta, one of her things though, she had, she was hidden for a while. And she was looking for younglings. She was going to build, rebuild the Jedi. She had a little map and trying to find people in the galaxy and stuff. And then Vader came and jacked her. <laughs> what if? Do you remember? I don't know how well y'all remember Legends, especially the comic Legends. There was the Dark Lady. Mm-hmm. That was that Jedi Master that had escaped orders. You know the the Purge, mm-hmm. which back then wasn't called Order sixty six. It was just the Purge. Um, maybe they bring her back. Maybe she's the one that got him out. Yeah, maybe so. Because she was cute. Maybe so. I'm the, apparently, well, I have a one-track mind. Well, the great part is what we do know for a fact is that they're pulling in book and canon and, and our legends materials and book materials and now and cartoons, obviously. They're pulling in all this outside stuff with such grace um, and then bringing it to life so well. They they could easily bring legends, especially Dave. Dave's all into that stuff. So Yeah. But, but Dave's not, like, overly about it. He's like he, – he, his whole thing is that he doesn't put something in story just to put for story's sake. If it makes sense, before he makes someone new, he will go look and see what you know what we have used. And so, like that's why Thrawn's in Rebels three because um, season three because they had a character that's like, well, let's see what we have. Oh, Thrawn kind of fits this. Let's see if we can make Thrawn work. Right. And so they did the right thing. They called Timothy Zahn. They worked it out. They paid him, <laughs> which is Disney not been doing a lot of well. So. What uh? What about Evan Peel? Remember the other almost Yoda looking guy with yeah. the scar on his eye? Yeah, yeah, um. yeah. So that's one portion. Do you want to talk about the the Morai and what that could maybe? Oh, I'm just kind of going through that. I sequence. don't know what Morai means in the first place, but I I, I knew I missed Morai on the first my first viewing, and so if no one knows what I'm talking about, or uh, Drew's talking about, it's um, Morai is the uh, Sokka's owl. And um, she, she may actually be the daughter, or um, uh, uh, an avatar of the daughter. So you know, the father, the son, the daughter, right? From uh, the Mortis um, trilogy from um, Clone Wars and Rebels, actually. And Morai, we learned in Rebels, may be either the daughter herself or an avatar of the daughter. And so there, she's it's Morai is very attached to Ahsoka, and so I knew what Morai was going to be in the episode. And if you don't know where Morai is. It's after Mando and Baby Yoda go to uh, look for her, and then they do the I'm, tra- I'm going to track her, and then they do this long shot, and then Maury is on the left, and flies, and lands on a um, 
tree trunk, like a little tree limb. It's uh-huh. very subtle. You, I mean, I missed it the first time I saw it. Okay, I'll have to go back. Yeah, so it's it's very subtle. So, um, where Morai is, there's Ahsoka. That's what that means to me. I mean, I don't know if there's a yeah. stronger connection than that. Lothcats. It's are just gonna, nice to see it. Oh yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah. I knew it was going to be there. There's no way they they were going to be separated. Um, also, Lothcats are going to have to change their name because we've seen them on other planets right. than Lothal. <laughs> well, that was a Corvus cat. It's the same uh, species, but it's a different sub- they're, they're all, genus. Uh, uh, yeah, well, they're, um, <laughs> I don't know how genus works. Um, tukas or whatever they're, they're, they're all called. Because I thought originally it was a tuka, but uh, lothcats have really skinny little, like, paws. Like, legs and paws. Uh-huh. Like, they, they shouldn't support that weight. Right. But it does. <laughs> so, it was good to see. Um, so, here's my question about Thrawn, right? I'm excited. What, first of all, what, what was your thoughts about hearing the name? I was like not shocked because it's part, you know, it's what I know she's out doing. I mean, it was neat that it's brought into the Mandalorian a live version, mm-hmm. but you know, I got messages like oh, Thrones. I was like, well, yeah. I mean, that's we know what her plan is, like you know. But I know you're about to ask yeah, yeah, time lines. Yeah, yeah, but Drew, what, what do you what do you think? What were your thought about Thrawn? Oh, I mean, I can tell you I paused it because I had to sit there for a second and take it in. Me, personally, I didn't expect them to bring in something so beloved to me into that world that far. Like, I'm, you're, you already gave me Ahsoka. Like, what else can I get? And it's, it's like an infomercial. But wait, there's more. And then when she teed it up, I just it, it caught me off guard, to be, to be perfectly honest. I, I guess I'm looking at it from a view of they've already brought a couple th- like like at the end of last season, the dark saber's coming, right? So right. we we're getting ties into Sabine and Bo-Katan and all this stuff. We we got hinted at last season, and now this season we've already seen Bo-Katan. Well, see, we've got Ahsoka. So I'm like, to me, they're just going to fully integrate all these different series. So it wasn't, I guess, a big of a shock to me. So, but to me, when I saw the dark saber at the end of the, end of the season, I didn't I I didn't equate Sabine nor Bo-Katan. I the Darksaber is such a symbol of Mandalore. Yeah. It was like, of course that's in this series. Right. And then, huh? and, and, and so I was excited about that. Then the Bo-Katan thing happened. And, like, and then Sabine's been knocked around too. And I'm, I'm curious if that's going to come in. So here's my question for you gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Where does this episode fit in regards to Star Wars Rebels Coda? Is it before or after? Because honestly, I can't tell you. I think it's after. I, I thought about it a good bit. I think it's after. I think they have secured Ezra. Like she's something happened in between now and then, and they found Ezra. Sabine and Ezra are together, uh, and and Ahsoka's going after Thrawn, and that's why because Thrawn had to have time to establish. Like if he just gets pulled through, right? Yeah, real quick. And he, and, Real quick, I'm gonna yeah. sp- let's for for those who haven't seen Star Wars Rebels, I'll, I'll spoil it for you. Because and or and if you want to wait, you just pass to to the next minute. But um, at the end of Star Wars Rebels, Ezra and Thrawn are sent way out into the galaxy, thanks to some Pergils who are like space whales who can do hyperspace. Right. <laughs> and the Pergils just took them off in a random direction, and the Ghost was going to take. Um, flight but Ezra was like this is you know he had seen the future and so he's like this is our path this is what I, and not to worry kind of thing and then told Sabine to to to, to um I want to say take care 
or watch over the, something. But anyway, it turns out that she she thought it, he meant to watch out for Lothal. And what it really is is that it was a signal to come find me. Mm. And so at the so we get this beautiful coda at the end of um, Rebels with Sabine and like and Sabine realizing what she has to do. So it's after the Battle of Endor, the Rebel the Empire's fallen. Um, Lothar's the beautiful, peaceful place. And then um, Sabine and Ahsoka go out to go find Ezra. And that's where we've left the story. Mm-hmm. And so now Ahsoka's back here. And I'm, so, I'm, I'm curious. I'm almost tempted to say it's beforehand that she's trying to get information beforehand where they lead where they think Thrawn and Ezra are going to be. Because if yeah, but why would she? Why would she ask where Thrawn is? Because if if Thrawn had an ability to contact anybody where he was, he would he would contact his his underling. So Vonto, and I, she's new, so I don't you know we didn't know about her till now. So um, that's the only. I think people. he's just a figurehead. I think he's working as a figurehead, and everyone's under like Thrawn does what Thrawn does. He's playing chess, and he's got um, uh, Gideon working for him, and whatever the remnants of the empire, I think he's the one that's running that, that show. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I don't think Thrawn and Gideon are working together though. Are you think they're working at odds? Probably. Okay. Because I don't think Gideon's going to be a guy who's going to sell. If Thrawn's trying to take over and do whatever Thrawn's trying to do, uh, Gideon's not going to share that or be an underling to that. Yeah. And he's got his whole so. cloning midichlorian people. Right. He's got his own plan going on. So, I, I almost I mean it can go either way because I like I said I think part of it is like if 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 Thrawn could find a way to get a message out to wherever he's and I and not confirmed but I'm pretty sure he's somewhere in the unknown regions because otherwise they just go get him mm-hmm. <laughs> but so if Thrawn could find a way to get a message back to an underling or something she, that makes sense so she, Ahsoka finds this information then goes to Sabine to go let's go find him here this la- our last coordinates we have for him. That's the reason why Ahsoka shows up at at, the, at Lothal. She's got info. So my theory is that when what's the name of the the she tells him where the temple is that planet. It's uh, like the Jedi Tyron allegedly. Or, yeah, it's the origin of the Jedi or something, right? No. Jedi. No, I, no, I don't think so. Um, could be. Okay, whatever. She tells him where this old planet is. My thing is, she says, you know, have him make a choice. And when he does, he'll reach out. If the Jedi wants to find him, here's my theory. My theory is he does that. He reaches for it. Uh, Goku, Groku, Grogu. Uh, he does that, and when he does, the person that responds is Ezra. That'd be cool. Possibly. Um, there are four Jedi that I know of. Um, that exist right now? That exist in this timeline. Um, Ezra, Luke, Leia, and Cal from um, Fallen Jedi. Fallen Order. The kid from... The, the game. video game? Yeah, because it's canon. Yeah. For those of you that are saying, what about Ahsoka? She's not a Jedi. Not a Jedi. <laughs> not a Jedi. She didn't correct them at any time, but she's no Jedi. Right. And there's no order for her to go back to. So I, you know, the whole time I was like, what about her? I was like, of course she can't train him. She's not a Jedi. She's not going to. I knew straight up she wasn't going to train no, him. No. I was like, this is not the end of this. They're not going to break this little group up. No, but I think it was, we t- we talked about it a couple weeks ago about the, you know, star powers, quote unquote, star powder of Sackhouse versus Dawson. Right. And this is absolutely a wonderful setup if she wanted her own show. Right. I mean, she can go, she oh, can go I, play where, where yeah. in the galaxy is Carmen yeah. Sandy Throno and, yeah. and, and have a whole series about that. And we can bring in a Sabine and have at the, but then there's that rumored last season of rebels that they're working on. So, well, here's my crazy theory. 
if he brings in Ezra and and Sabine, right, on the next episode or whenever he gets to the temple or whatever, essentially you've kind of given us the last season of Rebels. Yeah, but I like literally while they were filming season one, there was that whole. Do you remember it? Yeah. There was the whole. They gave us sort of a whole outline of what the cartoon version of Rebels. Right. And we're in that window right now. Yeah. So no, we we're could, in the window of when it was supposed to be out, is what I'm saying. Oh. Do have, well, yeah. Um, let me let me Google, see if anything's going on with it. I, I haven't seen anything. I've got like rebel alerts on everything. Okay. I, I'm just simply saying, you, like, for him, you imperial, you. I love you, right? But I love rebels. Rebels is my star. Yeah, like, I, I, we wouldn't be doing this podcast if there wasn't no rebels. Seriously, I, you know, I, I, I'm a, I like Star Wars. I grew up with it, Star Wars. But I, when right before Rebels coming out, I had this really like, I was in a mood where I was like, it's a good, it's a good movie. But I'm not. I used to be a fan, but I'm kind of casual now. Mm. Rebels turned me back into a fan, and um, I like I'm here watching Mando because of Rebel Rebels. I mean, I'd probably watch it otherwise, but I wouldn't be watching it as closely as Harden as I do. Yeah, and and just I'm excited to see it. It would have been just like oh cool, like other shows that I watch that are I think like look I like Better Call Saul, I like Breaking Breaking Bad, but everyone I see Better Call Saul, I'm like that was cool <laughs> <laughs> because it doesn't have Ahsoka, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm so just. I want her to have a show. I want to be able to watch her every week. And let me just tell you, when she paralleled the cartoon, when she did the the double light with her hands pulling apart like mm-hmm. she was Voltron, mm-hmm. come on, that was awesome. That was a callback too, wasn't that, it? Yeah, was that's it what, like- yeah. I, I posted a GIF of it earlier uh, of her doing it, and then then she does the force. She uses the force to have the sab- sabers go in a circle around her after that. But right. my. But it's so cool looking. My favorite thing in the episode, that at least in the cold open, is when she slices the tree and the tree trunk falls yes. out and the tree just kind of lands on itself. Uh-huh. Like, perfect. Well, she force pushes the tree trunk into a guy. guy, guy but the tree behind her yeah. just falls, like, and then it falls over but because of physics. But it's great as it is, okay, I'm going to be here for a second and yeah. then exist and fall. Oh, I love this. It's I think my other, details, great. my other beat that I loved in this episode was at the end when uh, Grogu is back on... Mando's shoulder and walk him back up into the Razor Crest, and Grogu looks at Ahsoka and she just goes, "Basically, you're welcome. You know, you could stay with your daddy. Not that I don't want you, but you want to stay with your dad." Is basically what I got from that whole looks between a puppet and Rosario. Oh, yeah. Well, I, yeah. I don't think Ahsoka wants him. No, probably not. But the fact that no, no, she was I, able to convince right, I, I got you on that. But because I, I think no, I, I think I think Kevin asked to stay with Mando. Yeah, I think like, so too. Yeah, yeah. Br- and I think- that last look on the second viewing, the last look, and again, I think Rosario Dawson's a super talented actress. Mm-hmm. The last look was way more convincing. Yeah, she's like, um, "You're welcome." Right, and again, uh, an Ahsoka thing to do. Honestly, it's real. I mean, it's it's funny to me. With with both of the characters that they brought in, you know, Bo-Katan and Ahsoka Tano, that you know it's easier with Bo-Katan because Katie Sackhoff is Bo-Katan. Right. Uh, Rosario Dawson is not as Ashley Eckstein, and that whole performance for years has been Ashley Eckstein. And for her Ro- Rosario to look at it, and clearly she's a fan. I mean, she knew yeah. about this beforehand. Oh yeah. Yeah. She's she said but she's kind of yeah she's kind of campaigned for this. And uh, and being a fan, but she got it. She mm-hmm. understood it, which was great. And plus, you know, you got Filoni there, who's you know her co-creator, and just was like, they made they made as close as perfection as you could, yeah. as you could. And and 
Oh, God, what was I going to say? It was, I, oh, oh. Okay, I'll figure it out in a second. My um, brain literally just shut off. That's okay. <laughs> um, I want to talk about Yaddle for a second. <laughs> seriously. Well, that's not going to let me remember what Seriously, I, I want to talk about Yaddle for a second. Um, um, it is not a uh, secret that George Lucas hates Yaddle. It's not a secret. It's one of his, he said it, it's one of his mistakes. He, he wanted, he should have kept Yoda singular. Uh, just a, and he made Yaddle. In fact, Filoni talks about it at a Star Wars celebration, about this conversation he has about Yaddle with George, and George says, let's not talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think this is further retconning Yaddle out of the universe. <laughs> I, you know, she is in episode one, but so he's like, I don't know her. And because she's like, I only know one other being. I was yeah. like, that makes sense to me. Let's not talk about Yaddle ever again. Yeah. Um, there are Yaddle fans. There are Yaddle fans out there. I did not know that, but they have been hitting Twitter about um, again with the hashtag forces female and uh-huh. yeah and uh, ha- you know can't have Ahsoka, but Yaddle's like the, they can't be happy with anything. It's really what it comes down to. So right. you, know, you get you get an amazing Jedi with Rosie or Dawson. Who has her own baggage? We're not going to talk about it, um, right? Because every episode there's a controversy, and I'm just very tired of it. But I think the Yaddle one's kind of funny. Yeah, <laughs> no one gave a shit about Yaddle before, and it's 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 a puppet that had no lines, and to set him, and it's a terrible looking puppet. Yep. Uh, as far as I know, Yaddle has like a couple little stories. I think one of them is actually canon, and that's her death. And so, uh-huh. <laughs> and and she dies. She dies in Clone Wars. She dies at the beginning of the Clone Wars. So it's like okay. So I remember what I was going to say. So watching this episode yesterday made me wish I was a little bit crazier slash a little bit more sheltered. You know, kidnapping is a crime. Well, no. <laughs> I, I like This is the first time in my life I wanted to get on Twitter or something or even join Twitter and try to talk directly to somebody. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I wanted to be like, Rosario, I love you. This was amazing. Good job. <laughs> Not to like... Hey, what are you wearing? You know, can I have a pair of your socks? But, but I wanted to be <laughs> like weirder like, and weirder. I know that's what I'm saying. I'm. Uh, I wish I was that weird, because I, I know, realistically, I could go say something and it would never go anywhere. But like, that episode made me want to be a crazy fan. Crazy enough. Um, this past week, I have talked to two celebrities via Twitter. Nice. Uh, Mick Garris, who directed the S- Stephen King's The Stand and a bunch of other movies. I-, I watched The Stand to prepare for the podcast I'm doing in the future. Mm. Next, actually, next week. Um, are you going to stand while you do it, or are you going to sit down? <laughs> I'm going to sit. Okay. But I'm making, and I was False like, advertising. And, and then uh, I told him briefly about that. And then um, uh, Tim Robbins. Like Tim Tim Robbins? Tim Tim Robbins, yeah. Um, like like, like sh- Shawshank? Shawshank, yeah. Like Hudsucker Proxy? Yep. Yeah, I remember that one, yeah. <laughs> it's one of his favorites, actually. Um, I, I was listening to another podcast he was on, and he was talking about some films of his that he I had never seen. I've never seen The Player, um, uh, which was I watched. But beforehand, I'd never seen Cradle with Rock, and he directed. Was that him and Lithgow? No, Lithgow's not in that. What is... Okay. But, um, I'm in a moment. It's uh, Tim Robbins, he's not even actually in Cradle with Rock. He just directed it. But uh, it's it's a really good movie. So I watched it, and it's like, hey, you just all listen to this, and he's like, sweet, cool, thanks. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> so I wasn't expecting a response. Got a response. It was cool. Cool. So um, if they're in a the mood, they'll talk to you. A lot of people <laughs> have been thanking Ashley Eckstein. I've seen that a lot on Twitter today. Last yeah. Couple days thanking her for being Ahsoka and bringing Ahsoka to everything. So it, I love so, the community reaching out. Sure. 
So a lot of the community is freaking out. And the thing that I, I keep hearing over and over again is the equivalent of saying, you know, people are like, I love Ahsoka. Ahsoka is my favorite character, which is the equivalent of being like, I have some black friends. <laughs> some of my best friends are black, right? Well, yeah, because it's like, I, I like Ahsoka, people, but. <laughs> yeah. Now. I do like Ahsoka's butt. I am. I am a big Ahsoka fan, but I I did have one complaint uh, about Ros- Rosario's performance, if I compare him. There was something about the tone of her voice compared to Ashley's that I missed. Something about the tone of Ashley's voice has just this small amount of compassion in it that I did not feel like this, this version of Ahsoka had at all. Maybe she doesn't. Personal opinion. No, she I, may not. Man, you don't, you don't know it, what these last five years have done to her, right? Uh, um, and I know you don't know her journey. Hundred percent, agree with you. Um, I, I we talked about this in the on our chat, but I'll talk about my. I had two minor club critiques about the show. One of them was it's about Ahsoka, and I thought Rosario Dawson was wonderful. However, there are these weird little wrinkles on the front of her um, head. Montreals. Montreals. Thank you. That I under look. She's older. She gets wrinkles. Yeah, it's just, it's I, right. Stage wrinkles. It's her laugh lines. Right, which is fine. <laughs> but to me, it just looks like folds in bad fab- uh, f- uh, foam. And so it looks like bad cosplay. And so I didn't mind it until we got like close ups, and I just, my eyes would go right to the crease. And I was like, oh. And I was out for a second, then I was back in. The other thing is, there are parts of this episode that looks like to me that I can tell it was filmed on the volume. And they have been so good about. Suspending disbelief on that—that mm-hmm. that there's there's some there's some scenes that look like it was shot on a Star Trek set, and so like the like Mando going to find Ahsoka in that woods part looks just incredibly unrealistic to me compared to oh, but see, I think it was a stylized choice. Yeah, That's what I loved it, about it. I don't know, it pulled me out. It's so stylized, like I mean, it's the most stylized use of the uh, volume that we've ever seen. But it, I mean, they did silhouettes. We've never seen a silhouette with the volume. Quite like they did with right. Baby Yoda and, but, but, and, and her and, talking, and and that, and that was fine. That looked great, but like that leading into that scene, though, that whole force to me doesn't look real. And until they do the training session, which looks real, mm-hmm. but like it doesn't. I mean, to me, it looked. Oh, this is. I can tell this is generated, mm. and and and. and which is fine. I've seen you know TV's not real, so I'm okay with that. But again, the Mandalorian has been so good about making believe that they are uh, on Tatooine. In fact, I'll be honest, and we talked about this in the first season of the shows, when Drew brought up the volume for the first time and no one knew what it was, I was like, oh, that's nice. I've shot interiors on the, this this one set. That makes a lot of things easier. Then we come to find out that 90% of the show was filmed on the volume because ILM invented a holodeck. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> so... So I, I was a little... Little disappointed, not not bad. It was fine, but so two two minor critiques. Otherwise, knocked another like Filoni still gets an A for the episode. Yeah, do we? Uh, oh, I think it's the best directed episode, hands down, of the season, without a doubt. Would you give Filoni a f- feature? Oh, I, I already. Like I've said it before, I think he, I think he deserves a feature at this point. I mean, I or more so than Ryan Johnson. <laughs> Who more so, <laughs> more so than uh, Taika? Yeah, uh, well, yeah, I think so. I think so because he understands I, Star I Wars. That, it makes sense to me. Yeah, I think Taika. 
Taika could do something fun if it's not related to the big universe. Like he should have a Star Wars story, and that that would be a Taika thing. Like I don't know what it is, but he should get that. And I think Filoni should either get a a, a series of films or just give him the Ahsoka series and move on with life. Dude, can we make Taika do the the Top Gun X Wing flight school? Come on, <laughs> he would kill it with the way cocky pilots and his writing. And his humor, that would be great. Yeah. See, I kept thinking of like I would like he's got like Max Rebo in the band. <laughs> oh my god, the Max Rebo story directed by Tyke White. It'd be like it'd be like a Star Wars version of the Blues Brothers. It'd be amazing. <laughs> that would explain yeah. why he was the only one to show up to Life Day with Ray. Right. <laughs> hey, I liked Life Day, sir. I did too. I enjoyed it. You want to talk about the Lego thing real quick? Because we all seen it, right? Yeah. Uh, I did not like any of the stuff with Ray. Uh, not because I don't like Ray. I don't like Ray. But uh, then I just wasn't interested in me. However, Poe Dameron trying to have the perfect Life Day party is the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> I like how he and, 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 and Carrie Russell finally kiss. Right? <laughs> or whatever her bounty hunter name is. I'm a big fan of the Lego Emperor, though. I love Lego <laughs> yeah. Emperor. I think he's hilarious. I was actually shocked. I had to wait and pause and go back and pause and, and get it right to find out who voiced him. I honestly thought it was Seth MacFarlane. Doing, doing the emperor, he sounded yeah. like one of his three thousand. Well, voices. I thought it was Daisy doing Ray, and it's not. So it's like, the, no, there was only Lando, only Billy D, Anthony Daniels, and, and uh, uh, um, one uh, other, Rose Tycho. Uh, yeah, her uh, Kellyanne, whatever. I don't know. Tran, Tran, something. Ke- yeah, I think those Kellyanne are the only Tran. people that did their own voices. Right. But I, I, I got, I laughed so hard at that I just, part, and then I wanna, just like. I want to. I want so to. Drew, I want Finn. your camera. You did that cool thing where you can go through the miniatures and go through the windows and that kind of camera. Yeah. I want that filming the the Battle of Tatooine that happened in the Lego Star Wars or the Lego Life Day. <laughs> like all of them fighting. I want some cool like. Some, <laughs> oh yeah. Some cool. Uh, uh, what was the was the uh, Goodfellas one shot through the kitchen? You know, like just do oh, one sure. one shot sure. through the, all the fights. Do it. <laughs> uh, also, like when they were flying through the portal, and they they threw, flew through the Mandalorian, and they yeah. paused real quick to see Baby. Oh, oh. Cute. <laughs> uh, it, it's cute. It's cute. I, the race stuff just did, I was, like it just wasn't funny to me. I was like, I don't care. My kids loved it. Hey, that's all that matters. It was a holiday show, so holiday shows are ninety percent warm. Ten percent well, comedy. I'm not saying I want to like. Uh, no, I, I know, need a dark was. life day. Show. But you, like, go back and watch the Thanksgiving Christmas special. It's not funny. Oh God, no. It's, I mean, the Garfield one isn't funny. No, it's, it's not. touching. Yeah, that's what this month is about. I got you. It's touching. Thing. Wait, nope. Wait, no. <laughs> that's the beginning nope. of next month. Got it. <laughs> Happy New Year. I need an adult. <laughs> I am an adult. <laughs> A different adult. <laughs> oh, that's so worse. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I have some trivia. You want some trivia? Sure. Uh, yes, please. Uh, I got my buzzer ready. The uh, all right. <laughs> oh, JD for for a hundred points. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. One of the HK eighty cents assassin droids says Boshuda, which is what? It is what the. It's Hutties. Yeah, it is. It's a Hutties. Is that like what you're asking? But I was also going to say, what's the other protocol droid said to 3PO? No, that is Ichuta. Ah, that is Ichuta. Boshuda. Boshuda. Uh, but I remember. Sh- hello. It's hello. Oh. In Boshuda. Okay. Um, here's something I didn't have to, I didn't catch until the, after I read the trivia and went back and watched the episode. 
So, um, the HK-87 SS droids bear the symbol of the 7th Fleet on their heads, which is the Imperial Fleet symbol that was commanded by Grand Admiral Thrawn. Oh, nice. So, it's oh. it, it's hinted at the beginning, and it's so small, no one thinks it, to look yeah. at that stuff. I and like that kind so, of thing. Um, now, if a Nogri had been hitting in, hiding in a shadow, maybe we need to go back and look for, look for Rook. Rook's dead. Or Rook's brother, Book. 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 And his brother, Bean, who will also die. So did you notice that Michael Bean, not only, you know, he had the, the sash for being a cowboy, he also had a shotgun, just like yeah. Kyle Reese and yep. Hicks. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm surprised Bill Paxton wasn't in the show, too. Also dead. <laughs> oh, wait, JD, wait. did you not know that? <laughs> no, when? Oh, uh, at least five years? Four years? What? Yeah. 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 It was very sudden. Yeah. Died. Uh, he was having routine surgery and died on the table. I missed that. That makes me sad. Uh, Great. Now I'm yeah. Depressed. It was a bad one. He's one of my favorite actors. He's fantastic. Yeah. He directed a horror movie called Frailty that's just phenomenal. Three years ago. He, di- he died February 2017. Oh, my gosh. And so. Yeah. Well, I feel bad for bringing it up, but at the same time. You were like, where's Bale Paxson? Greasy band? ashtray. So yeah, also means his armor looked like Michael Bean's armor pretty much looked like Hicks's armor, like a Star. If Star Wars did Colonial Marine armor, it was pretty much that. Yeah, which I thought was cool. Um, so uh, I mentioned this before, but um, um, the magistrate, um, not Ming Na, not Ming Na, uh, Diane Lee, um, and uh, and and Osanto is her name. So she is Bruce Lee's goddaughter. That's pretty awesome, actually. And uh, she is uh, um, an incredible stunt person in her own right uh, and a fight coordinator. But um, she was um, Buffy uh, the Vampire Slayer. So she was Buffy's, Sarah Michelle Gellar's uh, stunt double for the first season of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Awesome. So we've seen her like kill vampires. Yeah, that's cool. That's kind of cool. Uh, I also want to talk real quick about Wing Tao uh, Cho. Uh, Wing Tao Cho was the the other guy that had lines in the show who was not the... The new magistrate. Yeah, the new magistrate. Oh, okay. who's the old magistrate. Oh, was he? So he's not an actor. Okay. But he's a Disney legend. Uh, he's a... You know, D, you know uh, Disney has a whole, like, a hall of fame yeah. of Disney legends. Yeah. He is a Disney legend. Do you know why? He designed something. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Um, Euro Disney, Disney Hong Kong. He's an Imagineer who designed parks. Oh wow! Like parks. And, wow. And so had a, he's had a, a long career with Disney. I think since '79 he retired and um, from Disney in '16 went to the Sands, worked for the Sands in Las Vegas for a year, and then he's kind of retired from that. But he is this because of him working with the French. He that's why Euro Disney exists. Well, Disney Paris now. Uh, exist because he made those deals happen and then built this park. Are you hearing? Yeah, I'm hearing. Are you wobbling? So I got. I'm hearing wind. <sighs> it stopped. Okay, now no, it came back. Oh, it might be my fan might be blowing off or something. Maybe that's what it is. That's really sensitive though, because it's across the room. That's the only thing I could figure. Well, there's what well, we just hanger noise. It's all right. The guns, they've stopped. <laughs> But yeah, Wing Tao Cho, uh, he is a Disney Imagineer. Looks like turning my head. And so he's <laughs> fan. I Cough. just want to mention that. I think that's all of trivia. I may have one more thing. Um, I was looking up Paxton. I think 
everything else we knew was like Ahsoka Tano's first live action, blah blah. Like we knew that. We're yes, fans. thank you. Mm, um, I hope I get more. I I don't know if we get more of this season, but t- I, I was saying of I was we might. I was trying to tell somebody yesterday. It was like it's like a Reese peanut butter cup to me. It's two great things that go great together. Ahsoka and Rosario Dawson. Boom, perfect dish. But that's me. It definitely works. There's no doubt about it. Um, oh, here's another one. When Lang says, I've got no quarrel with you, Mandalorian, just before the gunfight, it's very reminiscent of Johnny Ringo saying to Doc Holliday in Tombstone, my fight's not with you, Holiday." There's so much of it all the way through it. If, it's if, amazing. If, the, if, if Jaren had said, you're no Bantha or something, as he walked over, it would have been great. It would have been great. You're no Daisy. <laughs> uh, I might have to go back and watch Tombstone. I love that movie. Oh, such a good movie. Um, I I still the the biggest shock to me from Tombstone, like the biggest thing that blew my mind, was that Ike is the same dude as the Marine guy in Avatar. Oh, Stephen Lang. Yeah, yeah. Like he's so tiny yeah. in Tombstone, and then he's so swole as he got like and like best friends with De Niro. Funny enough, that role was supposed to go to Michael Bean. Was it? Yeah, and the reason why it didn't go to the studio wouldn't. The studio got nervous, saying, "Hey, look, this kind of looks like aliens." You got Sigourney Weaver in here, and you got uh, it. so they were, yeah. like, so they switched it, and which was funny because Stephen Lang auditioned for Hicks huh. and Aliens, and so it, it, things. Old Ike, you learned that in our Aliens podcast when we did on the Cult Movie Cantina, cool. <laughs> available on the Wildcast Network. You can listen to it. <laughs> Synergy, right? <laughs> well, where do you think we go from here? Aside from Back to space. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you go back to space because you're not going to stay on Corvus. Duh. Well, he didn't stay on Corvus. So is he heading on to um, the temple now? Does he know? Did he get coordinates? I mean, he just got a name. Most Jedi planets are hidden. He got a name for Corvus and got found it pretty quick. Yeah, but Corvus was probably in the Imperial databanks. I don't know. I mean, if it's governed by an Imperial uh, magistrate. Well, well, she's not an Imperial magistrate. She is. She's working for Thrawn. I don't think he's in the Empire. No, he's in the outer rim. But I don't think. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. I will pedant this to death. <laughs> Out. <laughs> Out. <laughs> um, there. Are th- a friend of mine asked me you know, after we because he he lives on the west coast, so he's got west coast bias, and so uh, he got to see the uh, the episode like at a reasonable hour. It's like it's eleven o'clock here. We're watching whatever, which is actually at the same time we got to see it. Right, but, but they're but, just not right, in bed yet. Right, they're just not in bed yet. So. Um, we get them back in football. They have to get up at like eight to watch football. Gotcha. We get to watch it at noon. But um, <laughs> you know, he was like, "Well, how are they going to tie all this up in three episodes? Because there's three episodes left." Oof. And I'm like, "They're not. They have other seasons." Yeah. <laughs> they're securing season. Th- I mean, they've got renewed for season three. And that brings that'll bring me back to what Drew was saying. If 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 Ezra's the one that answers Grogu's call, I don't think we see that till the last episode. I don't think we see it this season. Oh, I think, no, I think the last beat of chapter is Ezra showing up. Like, we just see a live-action Ezra, maybe with a Sabine, and just, like, everybody going to freak out for the next year. I don't Have think fun. So. Nice cliffhanger. Eat I it. I don't think so, because I think, I think we would have, I think that would have already leaked. Not if we don't know the characters, actors' names that are playing them. Because we only, all we've had leaked are actors' names. Right. It might be Jolly Jim Bonham. I don't know what I'm talking about over here, but well, I mean, 
I think we I think Drew and I talked about this before we started the season of the show, but the leaks happen when um you know Disney has to farm this stuff out to make sure the show goes on time, right? And yeah, you sign an NDA, but if you you know, you're a second class, you know, program jockey who's doing a blaster who can go talk to his buddies at the bar going, Oh yeah, yeah, Rosario Donaldson's totally Ahsoka Tano in this. <laughs> and so who are you gonna find that guy? And well, and so his buddy Bill's cousin puts it on Reddit, other, and it happens. The other thing they can do is they can leave us hanging on this for another season, and and maybe tie up having Tamara Morrison in the season that we saw for thirty seconds. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> thank you for bringing that up because I forgot. I was going to bring it up, and then I forgot because. So this episode, the season starts out with Boba Fett, and we've just forgot about it. Yeah, no. <laughs> so we are the entire. Mandalorian watching population is going Boba Fett, right? Boba Fett, Boba Fett, right? Well, and now you're going to get hit in the back. <laughs> um, Drew, I got a question for you. Yes, sir. Um, uh, the first episode of the season, you said you spoiled yourself on a name. I think he meant for that episode. He had he had Wikipedia'd and saw that no, no, no. Tamara no, Morrison no, was the, Boba Fett that no, episode. No, 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 no. I, I saw I saw Sasha Banks. And like so, confirming that she was in the next episode. Okay, so you as, as a Mandalorian. Okay, yeah, because I thought it was somebody you saw like who had like multiple episodes, but so, uh, it did say it did say by her name, but I realized it was doing that for all of them because she's come out and said she's not in any more episodes. Right. Um, she's done. Her contract is done for Mando. Um, but it did say it beside her name, like you know. The season run or whatever, she was in episode three, so it's, it showed like six episodes or is that right? Five episodes. Gotcha. Right. But uh, that happens with stuff. But that's what I saw. I was like, "Whoa, she's confirmed!" Like, oh, that's awesome. I wonder if they count the previously on the Mandalorian, <laughs> and there she is, and there you go. Count credit, boom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, Each and every time, dude. If I if I was in one episode, I would play. I was in twelve episodes of the Mandalorian. Why? Because of callbacks, because <laughs> of previously yeah. on. You would have been awesome if you made every callback. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. I meant, I meant previously on. Um, I don't think we're wrapping up here. Is there anything else? Any final thoughts everybody have? No. <laughs> what was that? I'm sorry. We're wrapping up. Does uh, you got any final thoughts? I love her. No, no, no. I just, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. Like next week has some pretty hefty shoes to fill. Like I, I don't know how you're going to do it, but I don't think so. Somebody I, will. I, I think I, I think much like episode, um, uh, whatever ten and episode twelve were both kind of like down curve. Down curve. So you know it's like a roller coaster. So yeah, gives it you there. If I don't know how you top this one, so don't try. I mean, yeah, really, we, we can have a chill episode. Yeah, I can have, I'm okay with. I mean, a chill if he episode, does I don't, 25 minutes of him just hyperspace, just I just playing checkers, teaching the kid how to play games, I, playing catch. I'm okay with it. Playing force catch with oh, a silver ball. Also, also <laughs> real quick, Parker, I want to bring this up. So, you know, um, Grogu's obsessed with the little silver ball thing, right? Mm-hmm. And it's cute and everything. Mando's a terrible dad. You figured he bought him some toy or something by now, right? He's on some plan. Here's a here's a truck. Well, oh. no, nobody takes flan. <laughs> the Mon Calamari couldn't get him a stuffed fish or something. No, he had to pay for pulleys to get his ship back to Dave Navarro. <laughs> Dave Navarro. 
Dave uh, Navarro, who, who went through rehab, is looking very well. Um, I just <laughs> hope the I hope the moon of Navarro is named Electra. That would just make me super happy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I just I felt bad for like he's like taking the the little ball and was like you know by now you figured I, I would have at least got like all right I'm stuck with this kid here's here's a shiny rock here's something to play with right <laughs> give the child a, a toy or a blaster if he's gonna teach him how to be whatever oh my my last theory is there nerf in Star Wars here's a little nerf <laughs> my last they- theory um so what if what if Grogu goes and makes his path and decides to follow both ways and becomes the second Mandalorian Jedi. Then we, there's his dark saber. Go get it. In thirty hundred years, when you reach maturity, <laughs> you have a child leading Mandalorian, the man, leading planet. Wait, this people is. like worshiping. Wait, this is. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Um, oh, eggs. I also want to secure since we have this revelation. Now we know that kid's not like dumb. He's just been hiding. Um, because I mean, some of the stuff, it, it, some of the fear that he says makes a lot of sense to me now. Like. The wire thing in the last episode. You think at first it's like, oh, he's a cute little baby. Now you realize, well, he's not quite that. Yeah. And he clearly has no confidence. And uh, it's just easier to to be confused. <sighs> I know what the next episode is. What is it? It's a montage. It's just going to be one long <laughs> musical of him teaching him things and building his confidence over half an hour. Aww. And then he's going to... Like at the end of the episode, he's going to come out in a tank top and like cargo pants, pick up the girl with a Beskar shoulder pad and a blaster. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. (laughs) Coming out with a little tattoo says "Dad" on it. No, no, it says "This is the way." Way this is. (laughs) Just because Yoda spoke fucked up doesn't mean this kid. We don't know. (laughs) Grogu hasn't spoken. Only Creel spoke like that. Sorry, it was lame. I have spoken. It was lame, but you got there. <laughs> the best. I love this episode. I give it an A. I um, uh, I've watched it four times now. So to, to quote Varsity Blues, I'm gonna watch it one more time before the day's out. I gave it a ten. Got ten. Ten. I still wait. I can't finish the quote. <laughs> I mean, I want to, but this is a family show. I have cursed a lot this episode. I know. We're we're explicit on uh, on all the. Podcast because of the other show that we have on the network. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so, uh, so, but you know, saying Ahsoka fucked people up is kind of funny. So, I went yeah. this episode, forgive me. Mm. If you've got little ones, you have to explain to you what that is. That means messed up children. It messes them up. Use that language anytime you want to. Instead of saying messed up, just say fucked up. Oh, now we're in trouble. <laughs> it's late. Now I need an adult. I am an adult. <laughs> Dro, we the all both we both need a different adult. Next time be here. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> that was not promising. Gentlemen, thank you for a wonderful show. Uh this is Sky saying this is our contribution to the multiverse. Go out and make yours and may the force be with you. Well, I knew you were gonna say that. This is the way. I can't remember what I'm supposed to say here. <laughs> you have spoken. Goodbye. <laughs> oh yeah, you have spoken. No. No. Oh, Uh, my gosh. Okay, bye. Okay, thanks. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Mobcast Network.